Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. This podcast is sponsored by Bonnie Affair. Bonnie Affair is an event company based in Glasgow which organises group activities for corporate team building days, hen and stag parties and birthday celebrations in Scotland. With over 30 activities to choose from, you can take part in outdoor pursuits, food and drink masterclasses, pampering days and craft classes. Bonnie Affair have been making headline news as they created a fun and unique class called Bling My Bits. These classes involve painting and decorating an erotic mould whilst educating the group on the importance of testicular, breast and cervical cancer. Their next event will be held at Versanta on June the 11th for Cervical Screening Awareness Week, where all proceeds go to Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust. For any event booking or to book tickets for the fundraiser, you can contact Bonnie Affair at info at bonniaffair.co.uk. You can also visit the website at www.bonniaffair.co.uk and follow them on Insta, Twitter and Facebook at Bonnie Affair. Bonnie Affair, saving you money, time and stress. Hello and welcome to the GGC podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm out and about in the city interviewing some inspirational folks for you all. On this week's podcast, I catch up with the multi-talented Nikki McDonald. Creator of Bonnie Affair, which is this month's GGC podcast sponsor, Nikki is also an actress, voiceover coach and has just completed her first book which focuses on dating disasters. Expect a lot of chat and erotic moulds. Bet you that got your attention. Info on how to get into voiceover roles. A story on how to make your boss mad as a Butlin's red coat. A snippet of a hilarious dating story from Nikki's book and more. What a woman. Have a listen. So hello Nikki. Hello, thanks for having me. I oh, know, thanks for being on the podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you because there's many different facets to Nikki. I feel like I talk too much as well, so you're going to have to like stop me at stages. Oh no, not at all. I love it. I love learning and hearing everything. So let's start with Bonnie Affair. Okay, so Bonnie Affair, um, I started that four years ago. Okay. So it's an event business based in Glasgow, but I cover all activities around Scotland. So I organise group activities. Okay. Mainly for corporate team building days. I get the hen and stags this time of year. Uh, we do birthday celebrations. So it's anything that involves a group activity okay. I can organise. So things like outdoor activities, we've got food and drink masterclasses, pampering days, craft classes and our erotic classes. Oh, Rachella's <laughs> more about them. <laughs> so the erotic classes, thank God for them because they've actually, that's the one package that has made my business. <laughs> um, the erotic patches are things like your life drawing, your okay. butlers and above. But I wanted something that was just mine. Um, because I'm the planner, I send people um, to the other companies. So yes. some of the books, uh, for example, like go-karting or cocktail masterclass, I'll send them to a bar or the outdoor centre. Yes. So I wanted something that was just mine. So it's a long, long story, but basically I, I, I put together Paint My Penis. Okay. And now we have Bling My Boobies. Um, nice. So basically, um, if see when you tell men this, men just assume... It's a, a man coming and he's going to be naked and females paint it. That's what they think. What, what actually, like, on his body? Ah, uh, that's what men think when I tell them. What, I'm like, oh, I do paint my penis classes. And they're like, oh, right, okay, so does that, is that a guy come along and all the girls paint it? Or they think it involves vibrators. <laughs> so what it Just does... the awkward moment where you've got 20 girls up. <laughs> I know, I can imagine. Um, <laughs> you need to make sure it's a good size. <laughs> Suddenly for your mould as well. 
Um, you know, sometimes, so basically the class is, um, I make these penis moulds and I mentioned you before, it's not just hen parties. Yes. I get retirement dudes who are the Wild. dirtiest. Yeah, they're the wildest <laughs> and I get even embarrassed. Uh, we've had divorce parties, we get a lot of teachers, a lot of nurses. Okay. Um, and with the, the class, you basically paint and decorate this penis mould and it's very competitive because there's a prize at stake. Okay. And everyone will... The class is complete silence, okay. which, I mean, I have to keep it buzzing and getting everyone to kind of chat because people are so busy concentrating. And when you do paint, it is very therapeutic. Yeah, it is, like colouring in. That's it. Yep. So we often find people say, I've never felt so relaxed. Or, oh, I can't believe, like, I, I just don't feel like I can go party anymore. So what I do to build their kind of stamina up again is I do a quiz and a few games and that gets people's spirits back up again. Right, okay. Um... And obviously they get to take a memory home. They get That's the thing with these kind of parties is sometimes you go to an event, like obviously you've got the pictures for kind of memories, but this one you've actually got a souvenir. Yep. And we've had a few people come back and make another one. So they've got bookends. Oh God. Because <laughs> I always say to people, where do you put your moles? And most people put it like on their mantelpiece or uh, their toilet. But a few people came back and didn't too, so they can use it as bookends. Um, and I had an email from a lady the other day and she's like, oh, I, so she's done the class three times now. Right, so okay. she's came on a hen party, a work night out, and then I sometimes do themed classes at Katie's Bar okay, in Glasgow. Okay, okay. Um, so like whether it's Valentine's or um, St Andrew's Day or Burns Night, whatever, I do sometimes do themes. So okay. she attended one of them. So she's got three and she put them on her windowsill and she said she had um, workies coming in to change the washing machine and they looked up and they were just like that, what is it that you do? <laughs> so it's oh. so always a talking point. There we are. It's always a talking point. No, so that's... I think it's a really brilliant idea because everybody likes a bit of fun, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and it's different. No one else does it. So yes. that's why I love it. And, you know, I I get people teaching it now because we are, like, fully booked most weekends and it's yes. lovely and, it's, and it is fun and it brings people together. People start talking about things um, that they wouldn't normally talk about. So... Why we started with the, the penis classes, we can I mention about testicular cancer, yes. with the breast cancer, the bling my babies, we talk about breast cancer awareness because we want to obviously educate people yep. at the same time. Yeah. And it's the best time to talk to people because they're in a big group. Yep. And we can just say, and it's we're not going into detail, but all we say is, you know, make sure you like you you check yourself after a shower. Yeah. Just check for any lumps and bumps. And we sometimes we have a pack of leaflets. Yeah. So they can take a leaflet if they want to take it, but they Brilliant. don't they don't have to take it, you know. But it's just spreading that awareness as well. Oh, that's so good and a really, really good tie in. Yeah, absolutely. And you came up with this idea from doing quite a lot of research with brides as well. Yes. This was yep. something that you actually concluded as to what they want yeah. for the Hindus. And... It's just so important to know your customers yes. and find out what, because what you think is going to work might not work for your customer. Yes. So I went to wedding shows and every time they came over to my stand, um, I'd find out, you know, have you been to previous hen parties? What is it you did? What did you enjoy? What did you not enjoy? What would be your ideal hen party? So with that, that's where I got a lot of feedback. The Glasgow girls obviously wild, and yeah. uh, they always say, "Oh, we just want like a naked butler or oh, life drawing class, anything with willies." I'm like, "Oh my god!" So I was like, "What can I do? What can I add to my business that is similar to that?" Um, and I, I tried the whole thing with would maybe doing like a chocolate making class with penis shaped bananas, cucumber, whatever. And I thought that's not going to work because you need a kitchen and yeah. a license. Then I thought about candles and someone already did candles. 
So I was like, oh, I can't do that. Okay. And then I thought, well, if I can't do candles, maybe I should do something that's like plaster, like an ornament. Yeah. So I just decided to make it myself. And I am not creative. So I don't even know, like, I mean, I failed art. So I think my art teacher will be so impressed now when I go back saying, you know, actually, I've made something for myself. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I, I did it and I trialled it out with friends. Yeah. And they loved it and I thought, right, okay, that's good. And then... I got my friend to paint one. She's an artist and she painted a Donald Trump penis. <laughs> and Glasgow Life picked up on it. And still to this day, they said it's their most shares they've ever had on their site, which is amazing. Brilliant. But that's what got me business. And it's thanks to those these classes that, you know, my business is still going. Because when you search Hemp Party Glasgow Scotland, I don't appear on page one or two because all the London companies have got it. Yes. So that's really difficult. But when people are searching things to do with that, the male anatomy, I come up in page one. And then when they book that, that's when I explain the other activities yeah, I do. So that's upsell. when I can upsell it. Yeah. So thank you to the penis. Thank you to the penis. <laughs> I know. And have you ever treated Donald Trump with that? I have, but he's, I know. And he's heavy on the Twitter. I know, but he's definitely seen it. I, I hope he's seen it. He's, I hope he's seen it. I, I, I want something, I want a drama to happen. So, because yeah. no news is like, oh, all news is good news. Keep stoking that fire. <laughs> Honestly, you'll end up getting something. I, know. I actually try tweeting people that hate him because then I'd be like, that, that'd be something funny for them to tweet. Yeah. So I need to, I need to keep pushing that. Definitely. Keep pushing it. And what about any other celeb penis drawings? Uh, Lewis Capaldi's next for nice sure. Because one. he is. I don't know if you've seen his Instagram. I think he's one of the funny. I think he could 100%. do stand up. He's hilarious. Oh, he's so funny. I'm and so tall, such a good singer. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, he just doesn't take himself seriously. No, and That's yeah. what I really like about him. Like, you actually watch it and you're howling. Yeah, absolutely. He's, I love I know. it. And everyone loves him. So he is next. I need to figure out how I can send it to him, though, or just maybe just tweet or, you know. Because he's so big just now, everyone's tweeting him, everyone's messaging him. Yes. So he's trying to get that message. He must have PR, he must have management or something yeah. like that. But you like need to get like the glasses, <laughs> the big heat. I mean, that is just yeah, like definitely. a Cabaldi <laughs> It's so good. Nice one, right. Okay, so that's amazing. And so a wee bit more about Bonnie Affair then. Because yep. you mentioned that London companies are... Always on page one because obviously yep. they've got the big budget. They're paying for all the kind of Google PPC mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I, I bet you they don't have half the same service as you. I bet you yeah. they're sending people places they don't know. Yeah. And tell us a wee bit about that. So I, um, the reason why I started my business, um, so I was working in TV at the time, working for BBC STV, okay. um, basically casting people for TV shows, and I really missed acting because. I was casting people doing the additions and I realised, God, I want to be the one that's in front of the camera. I miss yep. that. Um, so I had to take a huge risk to leave my job. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, you don't know where your next money, your nope. income's coming through. But, you know, sometimes you've got to just take a risk because yeah. otherwise you'll never leave. Yeah. So I took the risk um, and started working in promotions and I speak to my friends. Your friends are the best people to give you advice because yes. you say, you know, what is it you think I should do? What am I good at? And they always used to say, you know, you're so good at organising things. Why don't you just do event planning or wedding planning? Yeah. And wedding planning, I just didn't want to go there because I just know how difficult that is. Yeah. Um, and I had booked a few hen parties, which I love doing. Got the whole itinerary put. I mean, it's ridiculous what I did. Like, I basically put in every hen picture in the, the book, putting maps of where we're going, oh, what I our menu that. is. Um, but I loved it. Really yeah. enjoyed it. But what I didn't like was dealing with the companies down in London. Okay. So what I found was they were just constantly saying, um, 
so you, you've got maybe like six weeks before your final payment yeah. so six weeks before the event you've got to have all your final payment and they were phoning up like three months in advance have you got the payment because it's best if you pay early because then it's less stress yeah. for you I just feel like every week I'm getting a new call to say do you want to add any more mm-hmm. um, activities to your booking and I just find it really stressful yeah. and then constant emails as well um, and every time I phone back to pay off a bit of the payment they, it would be a different person I'm speaking to. Right. And they wouldn't tell me where we were going. So even though we put a cocktail master class and a dance class, they wouldn't say where it was until you paid the full thing. And in terms of conditions, you can't get a refund. And that's when they tell you. And then when you look it up, you're like, oh, right, okay. You paid double, basically, yeah, for what you'd actually have got Absolutely. Paid, you see, it's more it. expensive in the place they've sent. They've obviously charged more than the actual place. And that's obviously how they get their money. And, you know, obviously companies do it because they're providing a service, but theirs wasn't personable. No. So with mine, I always have a good chat with them. I don't push any activities on anyone because it's all about what they want. Yeah. Um. So sometimes people come up, call up and say, you know, I've got 20 people um, that are looking, even for like a team building day, and they'll yeah. say, don't really know what we want. So then I go through, well, do you think they'd like outdoor activities yeah. or food and drink masterclass? And then we try and whittle it down. Um, put f- together a few proposals and let them decide don't push and I don't even chase them up I'll yeah. maybe chase if I've not heard from them maybe in a, a week I'll chase something to say it just got any update any questions and, yeah yeah and it's all about just chatting to them and you want to because you're on their side you do, for me do you know what obviously the money's great but you it's not about the money it's about keeping your customers because yeah. you want good reviews yeah you want your business to grow and the only way to do that is to have your customers on your side yeah absolutely and the thing is if you send them on an activity that they're going to hate that's automatically that's going to mark you down even yeah. although it might be an amazing activity yeah so you're you're absolutely right in doing that and word of mouth is so powerful so yeah. you want someone to go on a, a really good party and spread the word and that's yeah. That's how I get my business is through word of mouth. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, word of, word of mouth is the most powerful because you know that people are just like going yeah. to be authentic with their reviews. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned about acting. Yes. There. So tell us a bit about that. So I've always been involved with, um, I've been dancing since I was three. Okay. And I always used to do competitions every week. So as a Highland dancer, I used to represent Scotland and travel Amazing. abroad every school holiday. So every Easter... Um, holidays, summer and October break I've been in a different country doing competitions and represent okay. Scotland so I grew up with dancing, that's why I've got big calves not at all <laughs> the calves will not go away um, so and with that as well I did other types of dancing and you would do competitions and one of them it was called song and dance section and I hated it, I loved okay. singing but you had to act as well and I hated acting, Okay. hated it and then at school um, when you had to decide what career you wanted to do or what kind of path you wanted to go, I had no idea. Okay. All I wanted to do was dance, and I knew speaking to guidance teachers and other career officers, they were saying, you know, you can't just do dance. It's it, they would put they're putting you off anything that was creative. They would try and put you off. Like why Which did you want to shame, teach? Them? Isn't I know it? totally. I don't know if it's different now. I mean, I, I do career days now, and mm-hmm. I go back to my old school and explain to them. You know, you. If you don't know what you want to do, that's absolutely fine. Yes. Because sometimes you're, I mean, even people my age or older sometimes still don't know what they, they want course. to do. They're just in a job because it's, you know, you're getting regular income. But yep. it's hard to decide. So um, eventually I said, no, I want to do dance, stick into my guns, want to go to dance school. And they said, okay, why don't you do musical theatre? Look into that. And I thought, like, oh, it's got acting. I hate acting. So anyway, I did a college course in Glasgow first. It was Sestal West College. Love the singing and dancing in any acting class. I'm like, oh my God, I just wanted to like bunk off and just like okay. run away, hated it, mortified. 
And then any auditions they had for shows, they'd be like, what part do you want to go for? And I was like, dancer. Like when, and they were like, well, you need to audition for a part. And so I'd look at the one with the least lines. Right. And then to kind of, almost like to serve me a lesson, they gave me a main part. It was a show called Chorus Line. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a musical no, theatre show. I've seen it, but I want to know. It's amazing. So basically okay. you get all the dancers. It's basically a show about dancers. Okay. But they're on stage the whole time. Yeah. And every person's got a monologue. So they have a spotlight. Right. And then someone tells their story of how they became a dancer. Okay. And then everyone breaks into dance. Oh, and cool. so Amazing show. Um, so I got a part in that. And then I realised once I did it, I was like, oh my God, I actually loved it. Okay. I loved it. And I was like, I can't believe I've been putting this off. Okay. So I thought I'm going to try and pursue the acting. Um, so that's how it kind of all started. And yeah. then when I and then I went to university, got a degree in performing arts, then did the whole worked in Butlins as a red coat, oh, which amazing. I loved. And that's how I discovered presenting. So okay. in Butlins, they basically put you in the deep end. So from the first day my friend and I arrived at Butlins, so it was Butlins and Skegney. Have you ever been to Butlins? I've been to Butlins years ago, but I can't remember. I went with my granny and papa and I can't remember what one it was. one in Scotland. But I, but I loved it. Yeah. I love Butlins. So we basically, we were quite embarrassed to work there, to be honest. So okay. me and my friend just finished um, at Hull University for our performing arts and there's this newspaper you can get for performing artists um, it's called The Stage okay. so you had to order it into WH Smith and go through it and look for auditions okay. but all the auditions were in London we were like God, we can't afford this we can't yeah. do this career we cannot afford this and then after actually a few mums always looking at the paper there was auditions in Scotland and we're like oh my god there's an audition in Scotland and it's for <laughs> Butlins and we're like that's so embarrassing but we'll go along just for yeah. practice for auditions because yeah. we've been out of it for so long so I went along and they gave us a job in the spot, like, brilliant, what Butlins do I go to? And there's three, so there's Bognor Regis, okay. Ma- Maidenhead, I think it's called, or Minehead, Maidenhead, and Skegness. So okay. we're like, which one's closer to Scotland? Skegness, fine, we'll go there. Okay. So we're like, let's not tell anyone we're going there, we'll just do it for the summer and then make some money and then come back. Okay. So we got there and the first day we got there, they said, okay, you're going to be animators what the hell's animators? But we're too embarrassed to ask because we thought maybe this is something that people in the performer world know about. <laughs> so what the hell's an animator? So um, they took us into this closet and it was basically dressing up as like Bob the Builder, Fireman Sam, and we're like, oh my God, we've studied, a, we've got a, a degree in performing arts and they're asking us to be a costume <laughs> character. We're like, we cannot tell anybody about this. We were mortified. But it turns out to be one of the best jobs we have ever done. Really? It was hilarious. So we would, I mean, we would take the piss. So there was a, they're very, very strict in Butlins okay. because these costumes are from the actual companies. You have to like, you have to go by this. They've got a script. So basically okay. there'll be a script, Bob the Builder show. There'll be a script and there'll be a presenter um, talking to Bob the Builder. So presenter will be talking to me. I'm in a costume and I've got to act it out. Uh, okay. So we used to, when our bosses weren't there, because your bosses always watch the shows when they weren't there, we would start making up our own things. So they'd be talk, the, the presenter would be like, how are you today, Wendy? And I would start like shaking my hips and stuff, doing like, trying to make the, the adults laugh. Yes. So, and we got caught one day, we got into really big trouble because if they get caught, if say for example, someone from that company came and saw their characters being like, almost like abused like do you know what I mean yeah I know like, you mean like they, being more cheeky yeah, than exactly. the script uh-huh. and then one day I was Angelina Ballerina and we did a big show with a there's a Channel 5 show called Milkshake right. so they did a tour of all the Butlin shows and I was Angelina Ballerina and I did the splits which is not allowed but I was having a laugh yeah. and I got into so much trouble for that <laughs> as well I bet you everybody loved it I know, but everyone did apart, yeah. apart from my boss 
Oh my um, god. So Butlins was like a really good training ground because we learned how to present. Yeah. Obviously we were costume characters. Yeah. Um, and then we had to entertain the audience at night as well and do yeah. game shows and things like that. So we were re- really were thrown in the deep end because they, they kind of just put you on the stage and say, okay, entertain the crowds and you've just got to think of ways to entertain them. Oh my, I would, so, I would be absolutely... Like oh, we were, we were, we totally were. But see, when you see, when you, I think with anything in life, see if you're thrown in the deep end, you go into survival mode, yeah. mode and you just kind of get on with you it. Just do it rather than having time to think. Yeah, you don't have exactly, yeah. you don't have time to think, so you just have to think in the spot. And sometimes your best ideas happen that way uh-huh. as well. Okay. So after that, I came back up to Scotland, did a bit of presenting work. And as, I did like it, but I still wanted to do acting, that's what I wanted to do. Okay. So managed to get a showreel together, which is difficult. You basically have to do short films and you have to do it for free right and it's a long process because the, the directors can sometimes take a while to get all your footage edited so that took about a year to do got an agent and then they start sending me uh, to auditions okay so yeah i mean your agent can call you anytime so you could probably call you could call in five minutes and then you'd be off that's it <laughs> and that's why my life is so hectic okay because i'm juggling my business i've got my acting i've got going to auditions i've got a book that i'm editing um, and I, I'm an event manager for other companies as well, so it's full on. It's super full on. Yeah. So what's your favourite thing you've been cast in? So I did um, the BMW advert this year, which Brilliant. honestly I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. See, sometimes you get a call, you're like, nah, this, that, that can't be right. So I did an audition for it. And what I do now, so when you come out of the audition room, you, you forget it. Because okay. there's no point getting excited. Yep. Or Sometimes you'll do a really good audition, you think, oh, I've got this and you don't hear anything. And I've had auditions where I've thought, oh no, that's not been good, and I've got the, the, the so job, you so you can't, you can't judge yeah. it. So I got a call to say, right, you've been cast um, for the advert, and for the audition, I had to pretend I was an air traffic controller. Okay. And I've got a few friends that are air traffic controllers, so I know quite a lot about it. Yeah. So um, you just have to improvise. So you, okay. I had um, the, the kind of team in the casting room, there was about five of them watching me and just say, and they gave me kind of different directions. They give you about 20 directions because they want to see how many you can remember. Okay. So did the air traffic control bit, just improvise, and that was it, walked out the room and then I got a call the week later. So it was me and this very, very handsome model who was the face of BMW. Right. The most handsome older man. He was one of these guys that you walk in and everyone kind of just stopped what they were doing and looked like, how can someone be so beautiful? Uh, Gorgeous. And he was a wow. lovely guy as well. He was Swedish. Okay. He's got a six pack. He's in his 50s. I've, I mean, I've Instagrammed him a lot. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and he was so lovely. He didn't even need makeup or nothing. He was just perfect. Yeah, he's tall. He did, so at one point, he, he, just when he was changing, obviously I had a wee sneak peek. <laughs> but when it, on his Instagram, he's got loads of pictures of his top, his top off. Okay. So my job, the, the whole premise of the advert is um, this guy has gone into his private plane. to He's off to go obviously fly somewhere, but the weather's really bad. So then he gets into the new BMW uh-huh. and it proves that it's reliable in all weathers. It's fast. Yeah. It's comfortable. Yeah. Um, there's no issues. So... I'm the air traffic controller, so when he's in the plane, I'm kind of saying, like, abort landing, like, deny uh, permission, and then he um, gets in the car. So that okay. was my part. So we got to go on a chartered plane. It didn't take off. We were just sitting doing lines with each other. But it was, that was my favourite one because there was a team of 180 crew and just me and this guy. And it just shows you how, how much oh, crew how much in one affair. It's yeah. crazy. 
So you've got all the, the lighting, the filming, you've got all the people's security looking after the car, cleaning the car. It's just, there's there's so many people involved. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's my favourite. Oh, that sounds amazing. Right, okay, and what's the dream? What would be, like, a dream role? I would like to be in a drama. I would okay. like to be, because everything that I've done so far is mainly adverts and okay. voiceover work. Okay. So I'd like to actually be in, like, a series or drama where you've got, you know, continuous lines. Yes. I would love that, because I, I watch so many um tv series and I've, I've got a lot of friends that have, that have been in shows i'm like oh i just want to do it yeah just see what one that people become obsessed with like yeah. line of duty or that's something it like yeah that. yeah but the friends that have, have got those jobs they're all based in london yeah where there's auditions pretty much every single day yeah um and even all the kind of sh- the kind of stv shows up here they're all cast down in london yeah. so it is f- such a difficult industry but that's why I do so many different jobs so I can still keep that, you know. Oh, so absolutely. Yeah. That's brilliant. So what about the, you, you mentioned the voiceover yeah. stuff. So tell us a wee bit about that. So I, I'm in the BBC at the moment, um, every kind of fortnight doing kind of promos. So promos are basically introducing a programme. Okay. So they'll have like um, a programme coming out and they'll be kind of, so I go into the voiceover booth. I've got my headset speaking yeah. to the, the director and then what they do is they play the programme, just that the, the kind of preview of the programme and then they'll tell me when to come in. So I've got a script in front of me okay. and then I come in with lines to explain what the programme's about and yeah. when it's on. So I love it. I absolutely love it. It's my favourite thing to do. Is it? it? Yeah. Right, so talk, talk about, because we spoke a wee bit before we went on air, on air podcast. <laughs> tell us about like your, your TV voice then. Do your, can you do your TV voice for Yeah, so, so for TV voice, you've obviously got to speak slower. Yes. You've got to pronunciate. Um, so I would say something like, um, actually I've got something on my phone. Okay. Let me just bring this up because that'll just make it easier. So I would say something like, this is something I did a few weeks back. Okay. So, Sanjeev Kohli's Big Talk starts tonight at 10 on the BBC Scotland channel. Brilliant. So that's how you would, I mean, people do it obviously different ways. I've heard your voice. <laughs> like, see, when you did that, then I was like, I've heard you. But that's, I never, I never, because um, I'm never at home, so I never see my work, but I get people that will message saying, oh, I heard you on BBC. Yeah. But they choose, there's so many different voices out there, so yeah. my voice gets picked for things like comedy shows or children's shows because it's quite high-pitched. Okay. Um... And then you, you obviously they'll hire other people for like more serious, serious. dramas and things like yes. that. Yeah, so you've got to you've got to have a good range, but that's the that's the kind of what tone I get for. picked for just now. Yeah. And what if someone wanted to get into that? So what you need to do for that is you'd have to get a voice reel. So you ah. basically have to put together um, a reel of different voices. So I've got one that's like a minute long, and okay. it's one that's like. Um, <laughs> Sorry, oh, I, I don't get again. People another, think that's my stomach or something. Another, or me just being so rude. <laughs> another caveat for the podcast: Agus is doing the biggest size right in the microphone. He's looking at me. Look, she's looking at me. She's so cute. Honestly, um, yeah. So in that, it's got to be varied. So you need to do something that's like a comedy. Okay. Um, you've got to do one that's quite serious. So it's just to show you a different range, and you can get free scripts online. So you can put a voice reel together quite easily. Ah. Okay. reel is difficult because you need to actually it's film. Yeah, uh-huh. Voice very easy to do because you just find scripts online um, and then just put it together and that's it. And then you would send it to a voiceover agent or even even an acting agent because they can represent for voice as well. Oh, that's interesting. That's and a voiceover agent, how would that work? Did you say commission? <laughs> yeah. So basically, I'm about this <laughs> I can introduce you to my agent. So um, I've got an acting agent and a voice agent. Oh, cool. So uh, my voice agent is um, is called Brennan Artists, and um, so they've got an acting side and a voice okay. side. So she'll basically send me to um, 
is you don't really so much have to audition. Okay. They'll maybe say to you, um, can you just do a wee clip on your phone and send it through ah, so okay. they can hear. Yep. Most of it, because your voice link, your voice reels on the site, they can hear your voice that yeah, way anyway. Yeah, they know anyway. So they would just send you the do- job and then take their commission. Um, but it's, it's brilliant. I love it. They're my favourite jobs. Oh, that's amazing. Like, it's, it's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Because you don't realise how much you hear voiceovers. Yeah, it's all, all the time. You'll notice you'll be so aware of it now. Yeah. So voiceover work can cover things like not just adverts. It could be radio plays. It could be um, when you're driving your car, you can hear the adverts on that as yeah. well. Um, it's actually announcements. So they're like on the trains and trams, <laughs> you can hear people saying the next stop is. Yes. Um, oh God, there's so, oh, there's, there's so much. There's loads. There's loads you can do, which is fantastic. Corporate videos is huge. They always need voiceover oh, artists. Of course. Um, you get animation. So the video games, they need voices for that. Of course. Um, things like Outlander, they use people. It's called um, ADR. They get people to come in and uh, to kind of dub their voices. Oh, yeah. So there's really? so much you can do. I do yeah. like Outlander. Yeah, it's really good. I'm not going to lie. You'd be good in Outlander. I would love a part in Outlander. Yeah, you should <laughs> love get it. In there. So competitive, isn't it? It's just, it's always about who you know, the right place, the right time. I know exactly. Yeah. I, do you know? And I signed up for see when I first went freelance. Yeah. Um, I was like, right, I'm going to sign up for like a extras agency mm-hmm. just to. So I signed up and then started really focusing on the GGC so things were so busy yeah. and I was like getting these messages the women probably thinks I'm a bloody rude bitch <laughs> but she said she sent me one the other day and I was like oh she was like outlander just like a behind the scenes yeah. person like just one of those wee people that are in the background and uh, but she'd said very clearly in her message uh, if you're a, a girl you're or a boy in fact anyone not allowed a strange colour of hair. Oh, that's yeah. No lashes. Yeah. No nail colouring. Mm-hmm. And I was just like that. Like, like just obviously supernatural. Because yep. back in the day, they didn't have makeup. You need to be completely... So I just looked in the mirror and I was like, not yeah, for you. that's never going to be for me. <laughs> and, you know what? and that's the one thing that is hard because... I don't have my nails done, don't have my eyelashes done. I would love my hair like yours, but I can't. Because so, of your part. Yeah. It, lim- it does limit and restrict yeah. in your part. I can't even get like shellac on my nails because, again, I can get off... See, if I go to audition, what they actually do in audition is they get you to put your hands up and right. they zoom in your hands. I don't really know why. They, I actually need to find out why they do that. But um, so if you've got nail varnish, it, it can affect you. Or you right. So I that's the most annoying thing if I know I'm going to be quiet I'll let you get my eyelashes done get my hair done um, but yeah it's got to be very natural oh, of course and you can understand that it makes sense can't have Botox no. nothing <laughs> I'm going to be this person that's going to be like the wrinkliest person out of all my friends because I'm like I've got to stay like this no way no way you're bloody beautiful um, right okay well that's so exciting so there might be people listening to this that are going to go off and make their voice real <laughs> um, right okay so what about you also said something uh, to us before in fact you and me have spoke because yeah. I'm quite excited to have you on board for the GGC magazine yeah for a certain type of column <laughs> <laughs> so tell the story Ricky of how this came about because it came about through something that you've done oh so regarding the book yeah okay perfect so <laughs> I am um, so I don't have the best luck with guys I don't know why I've been in so many either. dates and I feel like I'm because you would know if you're a bit of like a bit of a crazy girl, whatever. Yeah. But I'm I'm very like a, on dates. I actually don't talk too much. Like I, I make sure I listen to them. I do. All, I feel like I do all the right things. Yeah. But I have had yeah. so many dating disasters. Absolute dating disasters. So, 
all my friends kept saying to me, you need to write a blog on this. But then obviously a blog needs to be regular. And I was like, no, I don't want any more dating disasters. I actually just want to find someone that I can enjoy, have spend some time with, potentially a relationship. Yep. So um, just at Christmas there, I had two weeks off. Okay. Which is very rare in my schedule. And I can't, I've got a short attention span, so I need to always do something. So I thought, I'm going to write down all my dating disasters and just see what happens. Okay. So it ended up being 30 chapters I put together. So I literally like locked myself in my room and just sat and typed. And because it's all real life, it was quite easy to put it all down. And then I've kind of put humour into it and I've put tips at the end of each chapter to kind of avoid people of that kind of type of man or give them advice. If you're in this situation, this is what you should do. Um, But it was so therapeutic because I was like, I can't believe... I didn't stand up for myself. It's it's almost like a journey because see when I look at all the earlier stories, I'm like, I didn't have a backbone. I didn't stand up for myself. I was such a people pleaser. Um, whereas now if I go on a date and if something's an issue, I would just politely say, oh, I don't feel comfortable with that or mm, I don't want to go there. So I would oh, speak good, up more. Yeah, good for whereas, you. Okay. So obviously it's like a growing up process. Oh, At the beginning I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay, like I'll go here and I don't want to go there. Do you know what I mean? So there's yeah. stuff no, I put totally, up on. yeah. So talk, can you tell us, like, a few, maybe not what in the book, or can you tell us anything yeah. about some examples? Yeah, so I put a wee thing. There was a competition on Twitter, which I didn't win. I should have won it. <laughs> I know, but there's something else for you, though. Oh, fingers there's crossed. There's something else for you. So basically, because of that competition, I put a blurb together of what my book is about. So this kind of just gives you a kind of gist okay. of what it entails. So it is, here we are. <clears throat> Get my voice in. <laughs> Twelve fingers, fetishes, funerals, panic attacks, flatulence and cheats. After 30 disastrous dates, I exhausted all hope from online. My book tells the real life stories of my eventful dating life. Wherefore art thou Prince Charming? Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. So that's, there's kind of wee snippets of what um, it entails. It is like, I've, I've sent it to a few friends just to kind of look over it and just give me feedback and yeah. it reads well. I sent it to an editor. They give you kind of a bit of homework before they will edit the full thing. Okay. So it's in the process of getting edited and hopefully I get it published by August. That's my aim. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And are you going to self-publish or are you going to... No, I've decided not to because I just feel like I want to go to a publisher the first okay. time. Yeah. But see, writing this book, I've thought of other ideas for other books. Not not even on the same kind of genre. Okay. There's like children's books I've thought of. Okay. Like, and, I, and I'm like, Written that's the thing about now. me. It's just like... My brain just thinks of things all the time, different ideas. So I'm, I need to rein it in and like focus on things as it as it comes, you know. Yeah, that is so exciting. And so, what about the dating disasters themselves? Can you tell us about any of them? So there, <laughs> God, how long have you got? Um, so okay, so there was a guy that um, obviously all these are online. Yep. And it, it works well for me because. Because I'm so busy, I'm never out. Ah, of course. Um, so I always feel like I vet them quite well on the dating app because I always talk for a while and think, yeah. oh, right, they seem normal, fine, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it turned out this guy was waiting outside. We went to this bar called, it's called Finiston in the Finiston. Yes. Um, and he wants to go for dinner. I thought, oh, that's great because I love food. And at least if it goes wrong, at least you've had a nice meal. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's standing outside and I thought, God, that's really nice. He was standing outside in the rain waiting for me. Okay. And I thought, God, wait, it looks like his picture, perfect. Um, and he was from this wee island. I don't actually want to say what the island's called okay. in case people know because okay, once sounds... I tell the story, they'll be like, oh my God, I know that guy. Yeah, okay. So we're sitting and it was a perfect day. I thought, oh my God, finally. And then he says, oh, so as we were drinking, he, he kind of obviously got a wee bit drunk and he's like, oh, so is there any unusual facts about you? 
I was like, yeah, um, not anything unusual, but I've done this, done that. And he's like, well, um, well, anything more like anything bodily. And I was like, what? And then he's like, well, I'll tell you mine. He's like, I was born with 12 fingers. Okay. And, <clears throat> oh, sorry, before that, I just ruined it. So he basically put his hands out in front of me and said, can you see anything unusual in my hands? Right. And I, so I was turning them around and I think I made this a scar, whatever. Um, nothing there. And then he said, look at my pinkies. And there was two lumps either side of his pinky. Right. And he said, I was born with 12 fingers. Okay. I was like, all right, okay, that's fine. And then he's like, do I rub them? I was like, what? He's like, just rub them. He's like, honestly, like rub, rub them, it feels so good. So I'm on a first date, <laughs> rubbing this guy's stubs on his hand and his eyes start to roll back in his head. Oh, like as if he was really enjoying it. So I stopped it and I was like, I, um, I don't feel comfortable with this. He's like, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, please forget this, please forget this. But th- this guy, loads of things happen. So when the bill came, he's like, I'll pay for you. And I always feel on the first day it's so awkward, isn't it? When the bill I know, comes. but really, it's nice for a guy to pay. It's nice. In the first day. Yeah, but I always say, like, I'll pay yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the bill comes and he, he's like, I need the car machine. And he brings out this piece of paper from his wallet and it had his pin on it. Mm-hmm. And he, he kept getting it wrong. So it came to the third one and, he's, he's, and they were like, Oh, your card's like being declined. So then I had to pay for it. And I was just like, Is this a ploy from him? Is he, does he do this all dates and pretend? Like he's just got a new card and then he forgets the digits. So I was mortified, but he kept apologising, apologising. And I thought, God, I'm not doing very well with me. I'll give him a second chance. And then the, the, the right. se- you'll read this in the book, but the second date is even worse. Oh, no, so, please, no. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's bad, it gets worse. Um, so the book is very funny. It's ridiculous the amount of crazy people that are out there crazy but I mean I have met pe- really nice guys online so it's not like oh it's not all bad yeah it's not all yeah. bad because I've been in more like excuse me as well I'm like 30 days that's quite a lot but um no, it's not, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but obviously I've dated more but the the guy there's obviously guys that are not in the book because they were normal you know yeah the, I know the, but, the but then good. normal like isn't like the book worthy it's not the yeah it's not it's the interesting of the book yeah that you're going for yeah so I've met some amazing guys and obviously it's not worked out due to like them having to move away or bad timing yeah. but I've had really good relationships online so it's not you know so it oh, definitely work oh yeah well that's it well quite a lot of the girls I know now meet their partners online yeah. like my cousin married um her husband who she met online like and so many people are now that seems to be the natural way to do yeah. it because when you go out like if you do go out rarely for a night out you're you're not really going out looking at you're just going yeah, to go a night out your pals it. more often than not and then what I find as well when you go out with the girls and then you see a guy that's attractive and you do this thing where your eye flirt the whole night. You're like, who's going to come over? Because I want, I am very traditional. I would love the guy to come over. Yes. So you spend the whole night staring at them, looking back, staring at them, And you keep locking eyes like, oh my God, is this guy going to come over or not? Yeah, I know. And then you end up leaving the bar and you're like, I can't believe he didn't come over. And then I spoke to guy mates and like, why do you not just go over? And I was like, but I don't like... I feel like it should be the guy. Do you yeah, mean very like? Because the guy, a guy loves to chase. A guy loves it. Yeah. And then sometimes they can get put off if you are like, co- like if you're confident and come over. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so. No, but I I do agree. It's very you do want some things to be traditional. Yeah. Like I think Disney's ruined it for me. Oh god. <laughs> Disney's like happily ever after. You just meet someone, it's perfect. I'm like I hate Disney. I know, but it will be. It will be. You've got so much going on. I don't know. It's like trying to find the time as well. Oh, isn't time it? is time is something yeah. that everybody seems to be talking about at the moment. Mm-hmm. So. I wanted to chat to you quickly about something else because obviously we're doing this podcast now, but you had something 
happened to you earlier <laughs> on, which I just think is so worth, <laughs> worthy of a mention. And we're going by right back full circle to the penis. Yes. So, obviously I was half an hour late today because I... So I was taking my dog to her hydrotherapy pool sessions. Please. So on the way... I know, she's so cute. Um, on the way back, um, ran out of petrol. And it's the first time it's ever happened. Obviously, I've been driving... Well, I've been driving for 15 years and I always check my petrol... But I've just been, I must have just, just, it just came out of my mind anyway. So my car starts to slow down. I'm like, oh my God, something's wrong with my car. And then I realise there's no petrol. And I, there was no hard shoulder. So I'm literally stopped hazard lights on the motorway. And I look behind me and I can just see all this traffic having to quickly go into the middle lane. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to die here. This is, this oh, is it. Horrific. And all I kept thinking was, I need to get the dog out of the car. I need to just like make sure she's safe. So there was a tiny bit of grass area. Um, but next to that was another kind of flow of traffic coming onto the motorway because it was just at Glasgow Airport. So I spoke to the uh, breakdown service. They bring the police were on their way, and then as the police arrived, they were like, "Right, we'll just tow you to the nearest petrol station." So I was like, "Oh, thank God! Like, thank God they're here, and I can just get petrol, be on yeah. my way." So um, they just said, "Stay here at the grass area, and we'll get the tools at your boot, and we'll we'll put the tow on." So he opened the, one officer opened the boot and he just stared at my boot for ages. I was like, oh my God, there's some, obviously something in there that uh, I don't know what, I don't know what, even what's in it. You just think moving. the worst. You always you're think always the worst. Like, even when you get pulled by the police. Oh yeah, like, always. And I mean, like I've been pulled to get breathalyzed once, but it was like right in the middle of the night and they were just wondering why I was out. Yeah. But so like, routine. but right away I, I hadn't been drinking, but uh-huh. I was like. Oh my god, I was drinking last night. <laughs> yeah. And it's now twenty four hours later. What was telling my sister? And you start thinking about, oh my I god, totally I'm gonna do. get caught. So he's staring for ages at the boot and I'm like, What what the hell's in my boot? I have no idea. And then he called the police officer over and he, he came over and looked and uh, they started sniggering and whispering to each other. I was like, oh my God, what, what are they laughing at? Maybe it's definitely underwear. I've definitely just left loads of underwear because I'm up moving house just now and everything's <laughs> in my boot. So then um, the guy's like, right, that's it, all told up. Just put the boot down and then get in the passenger seat and we'll be on our way. So I go to put the boot down and all I can see is 30 penises in a box. And I was absolutely mortified and I don't get embarrassed easily but just seeing that I'm just thinking what do they think I do were they non-decorated they were non-decorated so, so it looks like vibrators yes, basically yeah, yeah. so I'm thinking what are they going to think and I don't want them to think I'm some sort of weird nympho and so I'm sitting in the car and it's the first time I've never made conversation because I, I, I don't like silence so I always feel I can easily feel conversation I was just sitting there and I just couldn't say anything. I didn't want him to ask, what is it you do? And there's nothing to be embarrassed about, but it was so... I didn't want to go into it because when it's a man, they just don't get no, it. No, I know, I know. So that was a, a mortifying experience. <laughs> but then I thought, I'm going to use this to my advantage and make it into an opportunity. Oh, yes. So I'm going to message them later, um, tweet them and try and put something funny together. Oh, and you hopefully can get some shares and let people know about Paint My Penis Class. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> it is humorous things like that yeah. that will let people know. Yeah, totally, like, that's <laughs> it. It's all about awareness. <laughs> what is it, no bad PR? That's it. <laughs> Not for the penis mold class, anyway. <laughs> I know, it's just like... I can just imagine them going to the office and just telling everyone, you will not believe what we found in the book today. <laughs> no, but like, like, that is exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> but also, this might seem like a few random creepy question. How do you get your moulds? So basically, I just... Um, so I use a manufacturer now because we're so busy, I don't have yes. time to make them. But I, I bought a mould um, just offline, um, just online. 
and I basically kind of mixed the pasta in the water, poured it into the mould and that's how it's set. So it's not been one of these guys from your book? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's not a real Because that's the first question everyone asks, like, who, who's, who's this moulded on? <laughs> um, so that's a, always the first question, or they'll sometimes say, oh, it's not that big. I think they're at an average size, but some people are just like, oh, it's mamma's ma bigger or whatever. Oh, you're uh, God, they already put requests in. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's how I did it. And it got to a point where I was... So, at that point, I was with my parents. Yep. And I was constantly making them, trying to hide them. Because my mum works in a school. My dad... like I would never let my dad know what I do. I do. So, I used to hide these moulds under my bed. In my car, I put a towel over it. So, I'm so grateful that I live in my own place now. But now it's manufactured, so there's nothing like... People just think, if you go into your flat, is it just full of penises? <laughs> it's like bloody hell. Is it? No. <laughs> come and see oh, we decorated all the walls and no I love the... it I love it so you do so what if people listening to this will yeah. likely want to come to a mould class because yeah. they sound so much fun so tell us what you've got coming up so we've actually got uh, a new class coming up so um I do a lot of the classes in Edinburgh and Glasgow but the one in Glasgow is at Katie's Bar okay so um it's a lesbian, well, it's a gay bar, but it's, a lot of lesbians go there. Yep. And they kept saying to me, we don't want to decorate a penis, we no. want a vagina. That's what they Hi. wanted. And I kept thinking, I, I don't even know, like, I didn't have time to go and get a mould and work it all out. And I just... So you, you did just, your own? <laughs> I, I did my own, went home, put plaster on it. Um, and I just thought, I don't know if it's going to work. It, it's, the weird thing is, right, penises are so, not like... People freely talk about it, but no one talks about the vagina. Yeah, no one talks about it. It's a weird thing. People are so embarrassed about yeah. it. So, um, and even I was a bit like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't want, I don't want people to give me, like, like, bad feedback or whatever. But anyway, I did it. I did a guinea pig class, and it went down really well. Yeah. Um, I actually got pictures on my phone. that People made it, like, the lying... Um, Mufasa Lion King, and it had, like, feathers out of it. You wouldn't even think it was a vagina. So people have got these around their houses. It looks... Amazing, looks amazing. Brilliant. So I just thought it'd be good to, because of that whole fact where even I was a bit embarrassed about talking about it, um, I spoke to Joe's Trust, their charity trust mm -hmm. for cervical cancer. Okay. And they've got the Cervical Screening Awareness Week, which starts June the 10th. Okay. So on June the 11th at Versanta, I'm doing an event there and someone from the charity is going to talk about um, how important it is to get smear tests because yep. it's something like it's like 210,000 women a year have abnormal cells mm -hmm. but that doesn't actually mean a bad thing no at all that I mean I've had friends that have had abnormal um, cells yep. and then they're going to get another check and they're fine yeah but not enough people are getting a smear test because yeah. people are just they're it's almost like they're either worried or they just put it off because of time or they're just embarrassed you know yep. and it's a straightforward thing I mean I'm not embarrassed now because, here's another story, um, I do role play for, so actors get hired for role play as well and we get a lot of medical students that are doing exams and I've had to do the smear test one a few times. So they have a model of a vagina next to me okay. and we have to watch the doctors like do get a speculum and do a smear test. So they, they speak to me first doing a medical, mm -hmm. I give them my uh, scenario. And then they say, okay, we're just going to perform a smear test. If you just get on the bed, obviously I just stay where I am. Yeah. And they speak to me as if I'm, I'm part of that bed. Ah. So I have seen it done so many times that I just, I can talk about it so easily. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? It doesn't... good. I know. And when I spoke to charity, they were saying, you know, that's the one thing. It's about awareness. They mm -hmm. said so many people, they see the letter and they put it off. And yeah. then they forget, and then the, the letter's lost, they forget about yeah. it. Um, and it's so important. I, again, I had a friend. She left it. She actually had to get um, cells removed. Mm -hmm. um, 
And again, she said, I wish I just went for that smear test. Yeah, Because it's early detection. Well, that's it. Yeah. And it is literally five minutes max. That's it. Like, oh, totally. Five, and that's from when you get into the doctors and when you... And I actually seen a really a good thing the other day. Eh, there's a, a brilliant vlogger, Ashley, you know, Elements to Beauty. Yes, ah, yeah. So she'd done a... So she did a video going to her doctors and she was dead nervous and she'd mm-hmm. really built it up and she, she was going for a smear. And then... Um, she she had in her doctor surgery there was a thing and it was like you're always smear ready so it, it was like things that you think of like shaving yeah um I don't know some people might think about the shape of it shape, and what it looks like yeah, or the pants that they're wearing yeah. and it's just like like literally none of that matters absolutely like, it's like so like it doesn't don't even think about that just go get it done and the nurses are so lovely because they yeah. know how uncomfortable know. it can be for people. Well, they get it themselves. That's it. So totally. it's like, oh, The just... last time I got mine done, she was talking about, like, literally sitting there with my legs open, she's talking about a holiday, and I'm like, like, <laughs> laughing. And we're, like, we're literally talking about her going to Italy with her husband. Do you know, we were having a full on conversation? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's, it, as you say, it's like five minutes. Yeah. So, this um, fundraising event, um, we're going to be painting and decorating a vagina mould. Okay. So, it's going to be really fun. And I yeah. feel like people open up more when they're in a group situation. Yeah. And this woman from the charity will answer any questions um, and basically kind of put in everyone at ease, basically. Okay, brilliant. Okay, well, that sounds great. And we will post the link Perfect, underneath this podcast as well. Okay. Well, thank you so thank much you. for coming and sharing <laughs> all these different parts. I, I love, love it. My life. my life is crazy. Your life sounds amazing. <laughs> and it's so good to have different things going on, I think, because yeah. it'll always be interesting. Yeah, you, you find people, if people are that are listening that have you know, a full-time job and do their business afterwards, you know, there's so many people out there that do it, so they don't have to worry. I think if you're ever worried about your business, just talk it out because yeah. there's so many people in your situation. Absolutely. I know, absolutely. Well, thank you so much again <laughs> and I shall definitely be popping along to this mould workshop. Thank I think you. it sounds amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. No worries, sweet you soon.